You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us, a good friend of mine, Neil Gollop. And Neil is the director of sales at uh, Carson Living, which, you know, Carson brings a, a different level of service and convenience to unstaffed multifamily buildings. So we want to understand what that means. And I'm happy to have Neil here on the show to, to educate us. So thanks for coming on, Neil. Anthony, thank you for having us on, especially during this busy time as you're buying up more deals all across the country. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for coming on. So so what is Carson? You know, how can you help multifamily owners? Uh, very curious. Sure, sure. So just to kind of step back, um, you know, in terms of technology and what we're seeing now, COVID is really it, 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 it's forcing owners to push the throttle on, um, you know, the adoption of technology. Um, Carson is a, uh, we have an integrated uh, software and hardware solution that's purpose built for unstaffed buildings, unstaffed communities. Um, so <clears throat> in terms of like, you know, what, where COVID has, um, you know, sort of positioned the market, owners are, very much so accelerating the adoption or at least the interest in now looking at technology. You know, I've worked in sales um, on the tech side for, uh, you know, quite some time. And there's just always been resistance to changing, to adopting something new, to innovation. Um, I think, you know, real estate has just generally been a relationship business. And if things are working, whether it's in PDF, pen, paper, handshakes, uh, you name it, you know, COVID has sort of forced you to look at your ongoing operation and make that change. Um, Because if, say, you can't collect a rent check, um, you know, you're not paying bills. So just, you know, kind of high level, uh, we're we're seeing a lot of momentum or at least – you know, general interest in the prop tech sector right now. And you can see what's going on in the, uh, the SPAC um, business, as well as, uh, you know, a lot of venture capital funding platforms that are out there. Um, to speak specifically about Carson, so we have a purpose-built solution for, think of these maybe smaller mid-rise or even high-rise buildings um, that don't have staff on site. And, um, and, and, and then we're also deployed to gated communities as well. And what we've designed is a solution. It's, we, we came up with a all in one app, uh, integrated solution. Um, you know, I think one of the problems uh, nowadays is when you adopt new technology, you've got to really look under your, you know, uh, uh, under the microscope and figure out, you know, how is this system going to talk to my other systems? You know, is this going to be more of a hassle or is this actually going to create ROI? And if it's going to create ROI, like, how is it going to do that? You know, but if it's going to require a big lift for my team, you know, to learn about new systems and onboarding and training and implementation, um, 
you know, that's where I think there's a lot of pushback. So, um, you know, one thing in terms of when it comes to tech is the ability for the systems to integrate with one another. And that's where it comes down to, you know, streamlining operations. That's great. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head in terms of integration and uh, what a lot of operators and, and owners uh, struggle with, because there seems to be, like you mentioned, in the prop tech industry, um, different types of whether it's cloud-based or just regular software-based products coming out. And, you know, the owners are very interested in it, but they have a system and maybe it's working, maybe it's okay, maybe it's not really working, but they may have accounting somewhere else. And, you know, maybe the, you mentioned rent collections, rent collections somewhere else. So to have something uh, integrated, I think is key uh, for the multifamily community. So it's, it's interesting that you bring that up. Exactly. Look, everyone is sort of living by their backend accounting system nowadays. Well, to be quite honest, um, many, many smaller operators don't haven't even had an accounting um, operating platform. <laughs> So I think when COVID hit, it came down to the simple question of, all right, like, how can I streamline my, my rent collection process? So, you know, systems like, um, you know, uh, just to drop a few names, Buildium, Appfolio, um, you know, there's a, there's, there's a company called ClickPay, uh, which is now owned by RealPage. All these systems have seen, you know, exponential growth throughout the COVID process. Um, you know, one friend who's a landlord, they, they had challenges. They couldn't even collect rent um, in the early days of COVID. He hired a uh, staff member just to wait outside the door because the building was, was shut down and they couldn't collect mail. <laughs> so, um, you know, so that so that's one area. And uh, in terms of so specific to, uh, you know, I guess where, where COVID is kind of, uh, you know, impacting operators is, Look, obviously, there you know there have been challenges on the leasing side. Um, you know, in the large, uh, large urban metros, um, take your San Fran, New York, Chicago's. Um, there's there's been a bit of an exodus. Um, you know, so the softening of the market has has put some pressure um, on the leasing velocity. Uh, so there's technologies. I don't want to make this general about tech um we can get into carson after but um you know there's there's a lot of downward pressure on um you know kind of a the leasing environment which we've all seen um uh, and that generated a lot of interest in sort of like the virtual touring and the ability to you know provide access um with remote capabilities uh and then there's the ongoing operations so, you know, when you look at your costs and, your, uh, and, and, and um, you know, your operating costs, you know, it comes down to labor and payroll is, is the number one line item. Um, so when you look at the, you know, how the building is operating, you know, if, if there's no one there, if there's no staff on site, it becomes a bit more challenging, uh, you know, to function and, and have, the, have the asset continuous, you know, ongoing operation. If there is, if you are fully staffed, though, um, there are, we are seeing interest in that space as well, <clears throat> where operators are starting to look at, you know, ways to sort of deliver the same sort of experience, but um, reduce staff. And I'm not 
here to say that technology is here to replace staff. Um, but in the, in, in the instance where, you know, a multifamily building is underperforming, um, you're, you're, you're forced to make, you're forced to make changes, unfortunately. Um, so, and specific to Carson, where we've seen a lot of growth. So we're, we're this purpose-built solution for, call it like a non-doorman, unstaffed building. One of the challenges primarily has been package deliveries. As you know, the adoption of e-commerce is grown exponentially, especially during, you know, throughout COVID. So, uh, you know, the ability for a tenant to receive a package has become that much more essential during this time. And there have been a lot of challenges, you know, implicated by, by uh, you know, COVID, um, you know, whether it be tenants unable to receive packages to maybe they're on a business call, on a Zoom call, and they missed the intercom call, um, you know, or to even to the extent where packages go missing. And uh, unfortunately, there's been, you know, security issues in a lot of the major, major cities. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's something that we, we touch on with our solution is we guarantee uh, that, you know, the packages can get into the building. Obviously, with COVID, uh, you know, the need for uh, the adoption of e-commerce has just been, you know, exponential. Um, so package delivery has almost become an essential service. You know, whether tenants are unable to get their packages now just because they're not available or they're on a Zoom call or they're not by their intercom um, or if they go missing, you know, the couriers are the courier services are overloaded with package deliveries. Oftentimes they drop the package downstairs. They, they drop it in the vestibule. Maybe there's a break in. There's maybe some security issues, theft. Um so one thing that we do at Carson is we streamline the whole delivery process. Uh, we actually have a team of live operators, 24-hour, we call it a remote doorman service, that is there to handle all visitors, all building access, deliveries, UPS, FedEx, Amazon, LaserShip. Uh, so this has really become, you know, it's, it's becoming almost an essential service as people need, whether it's essential food that they're getting delivered or, um, you know, other, other household items. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, the, the deliveries, I don't have to tell you are, are kind of through the, through the roof. We've seen 80% increase year over year. And um, on a per resident basis, we've seen a 23% increase. Um, so 23% more uh, of, of tenants, are, uh, are receiving 23% more uh, package deliveries. Uh, and about on a per building basis, even though there's been, uh, you know, some negative absorption, uh, there's still 25% increase of deliveries per building per se. So, uh, yeah, I mean, deliveries has, has become a hot, you know, a hot, a hot topic, um, especially during this time. Oh, for sure, for sure, and you're seeing that pretty much across the board on on all the multifamily, or is it? You mentioned, you know, specific specific regions or major the major urban cores, or is it kind of across the board? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, in terms of like, you know, especially I think in the urban cities where maybe retail has been impacted more significantly, uh, package deliveries that becomes that much more essential. And, uh, um, but, but it's the same, it, it goes, it's, it's the same in the suburbs. Now, if you're, it, it depends on the type of property, uh, you know, if, if you're in a, um, you know, so-called, uh, you know, garden style uh, complex, you may not have, be seeing as, as great an issue uh, with these, with these style of properties. Um, and additionally, if there's staff there, you know, if, if there's a concierge or a doorman, if it's more of a luxury asset, um, they're there to, you know, handle the package deliveries. Um, so, so it's, it's not as great as an issue in, in those sectors, but I would say, you know, all throughout the U S this, this has become, you know, a challenge, a problem. Right. And, and it kind of relates a little bit to security as well. So do you, uh, I can't remember uh, is there a security function through your, your platform uh, for the tenants and maybe some metrics you can share on that? Sure. Yeah. In terms of security. So, I mean, what we offer is an affordable solution for multifamily owners. Um, we don't continuously uh, monitor the premises and we're not a security um, outfit, but, um, but we, we can integrate a, a variety of cameras uh, into the software. Um, what this means is, and we're, we were touching on before is again, all about the integrations. You don't have to go to a separate software to then go see your security system. Um, everything can be live streaming all within one piece of software. Excellent. And, um, and so does the, the software handle pretty much, it sounds like it's really disrupting you know, in some, in some ways, if they don't have staff, maybe the, maybe it's a middle market property, which doesn't really have an onsite staff in the first place. So it's kind of acting as um, a replacement for that. in in some aspects, uh, well, in most aspects. So is there anything that, you know, the human, I guess, interaction of having someone there uh, can do that, you know, like prop tech or, you know, Carson can't do, you know, as you mentioned the virtual tours, is there any, any other human, um, whether it's an interaction or just human element that, you know, technology can, I wouldn't say replace, but maybe enhance. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of where, well, at the end of the day, there, you know, a human is there to, you know, manage the asset. Um, so we're not, we're not replacing a, uh, a manager per se. What we're doing is streamlining, you know, little nuances in the, in, 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 in the minutia of the day-to-day -day management, such as something like providing building access. And that can be challenging. You know, if you have a few different assets in different parts of the city um, or different metros, uh, you know, just simply getting a vendor in can be, can be challenging. Um, to touch on what, what you were saying before about security, you know, right now, owners, property managers, they, they're typically using, whether it be codes, uh, you ever see the lock boxes hanging out on the fence out front so the broker can get in? 
you know, those all become a little elements of security threats. Um, you know, it opens up the, the property to, to, to kind of whoever has access to that, that code, that, that number. Um, you know, so, so those are, those are some other issues at stake. And in terms of, you know, staff per se, look, I mean, some of these smaller buildings, they just, you know, there, there is no, there is no staff on site. Um, there never will be a little, um, you know, a, a 15 unit building may not have a live-in superintendent, you know, so, um, that, that staff member is probably roaming and handling, you know, anywhere from three to seven different properties. So the question becomes, all right, well, if I'm looking to grow my business, um, and scale it, like how, how can I make things more efficient? for my super, for my maintenance staff, so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's, that's one area where, you know, we come into play. Um, nice. So you mentioned a little bit about the, the we're talking about security. Um, how about any disruption um, in the, like you mentioned, the lock boxes, or maybe now there's other companies coming out with smart locks, um, you know, can you talk a little bit if you have some knowledge with that? Yeah, uh, I, I don't have any at my properties right now. I probably should. We we kind of have a master key at each property, yep. which has the ability to go in each unit. Is there a better way? Right. Uh, sure, sure. So pre-COVID, I would say, and this is in my opinion, um, smart locks were you know on the up and up. COVID, I think, put a little bit of um, push, force people to push pause on a lot of the retrofits. We are seeing a lot of momentum on the new development space. So, um, you know, so yeah, that, that, that is a very, um, you know, that's, that's a very hot space right now. There is, you know, you got to think if you're building for the future, five, 10 years down the road, you know, do you want to be Reeking, and I don't have to tell you about the expense of, of that process. Um, you know, I was on the phone with someone last week, and they're spending hundreds of dollars just to you know rekey when you know tenants are in and out, and so on and so forth. So, doing electronic locks, you know, similar to almost like checking into a hotel, uh, is 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 definitely on the roadmap, especially for developers. Um, I wouldn't say a hundred percent of them are implementing this kind of technology but it's it's on it's it's on the rise it's on the rise now to your point about integrations one thing we've done at carson is integrated those other locks into our software um so again we we sort of preach this one app uh one app one mobile app solution uh that the tenant downloads and they can see everything from cameras to get their package notifications. There's elements of communication built into the app and then they can open doors, front door, common doors, uh, as well as if they have integrated smart locks, they can open up their apartment door all within the same app. Excellent. So this is very interesting. And the, the one thing that uh, I've seen is that there's, you mentioned Buildium, Appfolio, and a few other um, soft, you know, property management software companies. Um, 
they always, at least those platforms have like an accounting uh, software, although it's, you know, it's some of them aren't great. So they're okay. Um, I, you know, I think that's a lot. I hear that from a lot of owners because they, you know, let's say they love some certain software, but it's how can I integrate it with my accounting? Um, if the tenants are going to be paying rent online, it goes to the general ledger and then it gets booked and then it gets reconciled and, and I can easily pull up my income statement balance sheet at any time. Um, so is the accounting feature, and that's it's an expensive uh, part of the software to build out usually from what I hear. Um, is that, you know, we're talking about PropTech in general, maybe Carson too. Is that, you know, something that's almost like a necessity moving forward for this industry to have in order to survive? You're saying, are you referring to the accounting piece? Yes. Yeah, I, um, yeah I, let's just say it's, it, it's accelerated the adoption of these systems, um, regardless of your, you, you know, the, the size of your portfolio. Uh, you know, I spoke with someone last week, they have 25 units under management and they're looking at the names that you just mentioned. And there's a few other names in the industry, but yes, they're, um, we're, 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 we're seeing an increased adoption, um, especially with the electronic payments, you know, cause nowadays this is how people want to conduct and, and how tenants want to pay. Right. Right. Awesome. Um, and so as, what do you see, and this is more of a general question, do you see more, how, how much more disrupting can we get in, in the prop tech sector? Because there, there's so many prop tech companies, but how much, you know, it's still real estate is a hard asset at the end of the day. It's, it's real, real property. How much more can you disrupt that through technology, I guess, is, is uh, my question. And I'd love to hear your opinion on it. Sure. Well, um, and there's the word disrupt. Uh, you know, I almost look at it really as enhance or optimize. And it's just changing the way we do things. So whether we used to, if we're used to doing something with, you know, a physical credential, maybe now we're bringing that into a piece of software um, or using a mobile application or, or, or web-based software. So, uh you know, how much more is there? You know, there's, there's a lot of room to run in this space. There's a lot of room for enhancement on the leasing side, um, building management and operating systems. The next uh, wave of this, I think we're going to see the adoption of smart sensors and, um, you know, and building management systems, uh, being able to connect the devices, uh, you know, to a central system. I think that's going to be an area of, um, you know, increased interest. And, um, you know, just generally speaking, the communication, you know, this, it, it, it sounds elementary, but most of the communication out there in the day-to-day property management is through telephone calls, voicemails, ongoing email. And so ways to enhance that um, is very much front and center. You know, I think we're at a point where the landlords are now listening to what the tenants are looking for. Um, and look, previously when the market was strong, again, there's not as much, not as much need 
to force a change or, or adoption of, of something new. But now is the time when people are really analyzing their systems, taking a look at how they can improve and um, how they're going to come out on the other side of this. I would agree with that. Uh, Neil, how could people find you and learn more about you? Sure. Um, well, our site is at www.carson.live, which is live, carson.live. Excellent. And, and we'll have there a link is to, a lot of content. Yeah, awesome. No, we'll have a link to carson.live in the show notes on iTunes and also in our description on social media. So if anyone wants to check out Neil and his platform, just go there. And, and like you mentioned, there's a lot of content. So uh, I'll definitely visit myself. Um, and thanks for watching and or listening today. If you liked what you heard and or saw, uh, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. Uh, so Neil and my, our message can get out to a greater audience. That's just the way the iTunes ranking works. So uh, we would appreciate that. And just want to thank Neil again for coming on our show and, and giving us all this uh, valuable information and insight. We look forward to having him again soon. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate it. Thanks, Neil.